Okay, let it be known. I'm working hard when I ain't on the phone. This ain't a hunt, this ain't a phone. Grind never stopping, I'm keeping it cold. Well, like I say, mental health is very important to us. If you guys want to show love to that, it's Tyreek Hill familyfoundation.org y'all can show some love to that but julius know how we grew up man like our parents yeah. they taught us man if you if you going through something suck it up mm -hmm. or if you fall suck it up like i mean but that's just the reality of how we grew up but the reason i i found the, the reason that mental health the reason that i'm drawn to mental health is so much that you know, a lot of kids may not have the same avenues that I may have or Julius may have. Like I, like we got football. You, you just said it. Football mm -hmm. is our, is our sanctuary. It's it's a way for us to get away from a lot of our bullshit. Right. You feel me? But a lot of kids don't got that. Don't get that. Right. A lot of kids aren't athletic. A lot of kids don't have that parent to be there for them. You feel mm -hmm. me? But I feel like through my foundation, I'm able to send them to these special locations. I'm able to visit them in these locations, mm -hmm. these hospitals, and talk to them and be their mentor. You mm -hmm. feel me? So that's really why I'm drawn to mental health, man. Because that was a moment I had in my life that I went through some crazy stuff. And for me, bro, I didn't have football at the moment, but my faith was so big and like, you know, God, dog. Like my like I was raised in the church. A lot of people don't know I used to praise dance. I used to be our lead singer. Do it, do it, do I used to do, do all it. that. I saw the hand, do it. I used to be I a, <laughs> all that. You feel me? And I just I had a moment where I had to just really get back to, you know, my faith, man. And mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm gonna say this to the day I, I day I, day I die. When when I when I played when when I got to Oklahoma State and I played my first game, I was projected to go in the first round. Mm -hmm. And shit, I thought my life was made there. You know, and I and I felt like God had He had a different plan for me. He was like, "I'm not gonna let this go to your head, bro. Like, I'm not gonna let you get airheaded. I'm not gonna let you, you know, lose what I have for you in the future." So, so, so slow success built my character. It, it built who I am today. Slow success. Watch this. Let me let me say this because you know it's it's more than just athletes watching the show, right? Obviously, I'm not an athlete. You know, I I, I can move around a little bit. You know what I mean? I can get on the court and move around. But even as an attorney, that stress level and that mental health aspect of it is absolutely insane. Like, you know, my, my sanctuary is going in the courtroom, right? Going in there and, and getting a not guilty, uh, getting the case dismissed, or getting a positive resolution for someone. But when you see, like you said, you deal with those those self-assessment moments. He's speaking, you, oh, and he's oh, speaking in the terms of people who are not well, actually guilty. Right, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. He's not. Well, well, you know, guilty is just once the jurors say you guilty, you guilty, you know, or or you take a plea. But up until the end, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's just like Ross say, accusations. That's all it is. But to the to the non athletes, and I want to make sure everyone understands, um, not to take away anything what you guys go through on the field, um, but it's different levels and different professions that bring about with it a certain level of stress that pushes you into that mental health realm that's like damn like i am less than you know what i mean or as a receiver you know receiver ahead of you like they put you in the, in the sec the two right they make you the second they're receiving it's like damn am i less than that's right when you really not yeah you know what i'm saying it's almost like you said to push that push that po poke that bear to keep for you to kick it until that gives like all right obviously i'm doing something that you know I'm not the number one receiver. I'm not the best attorney. I'm not the cheater just yet. So that self that self assessment, like I said, even as an attorney, you know, looking in the mirror and any other profession is just like, damn, you know what I mean? Like I really got to live this 
and deal with it. And a lot of people don't see it because by the time we get out, it's just shits and smiles, right? Because yeah. you got to put on a You talked about having a mask on. Remember we talked about, you know, certain days and d- depending on the crowd, sometimes you have to wear a mask. And like future, at that point, you can really just take your mask off and like, hey, this is who the hell I am. It is what it is. Deal with it. That's right. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to get that piece out for the non-athletes. Well, you know, people who deal with mental health issues, uh, mm-hmm. anxiety, don't feel like you have to be, you know, an athlete to embrace that side or they're the only ones. I mean, they deal with it on a different I would think y'all deal with it on a different level because once that check come in, you got family, you got friends, it's you got this. You're, you're failing it, in everything front of the world. Right, you know right, so right. Let's, talk, let's yes. talk about that survivor's remorse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, survivor's remorse. What, what, how y'all feel about that to where you yeah, how do you it? How do you feel about yeah. that? Yeah, that's a real thing. It is. Yeah, I just got goosebumps uh, when you brought that up because um, I think, well, for me, like my mom, when I first made it to the league, we had a plan in place, uh, a financial plan in place. And then there was some certain things that came up and I had to take like my entire months, uh, my month, my check for the month, I had to take and give it to her. Mm-hmm. And I never forget, it, it was tough doing that because I'm like, man, I can't be an athlete that go broke and I want to stick to the plan. And so I'm sitting here and I was sitting there in my bed in Denver, Colorado and it was really comfortable, brand new town home, worked my ass off to get there. Then I had a bed, and then my mom was on the air mattress, right? And what ended up happening, they made a mistake, and then certain things in a U-Haul burnt down as they were in transit. Oh, and so, like, man. we were trying to figure this out. I'm like, how do I, you know, I had that, then my dad wanted this, and I had this person ask for that, that person asking that. So I was just, like, stuck. I was numb. I didn't know what to do. And so probably, like, midnight. Laying in my bed, and all I could remember, all I could think about was like, damn, I'm sitting in this comfortable bed, my mom in this, on this air mattress. So I just woke up the next day and sent her everything, yeah. right? And so like, it's a real thing. And then the way it shows up for me is, um, or it showed up, and sometimes I still fight it, is I, you know, in this neighborhood we were talking about it earlier, mm-hmm. um, I, want, I wanted all my family to live like this and experience this. Mm. I wanted everybody to come. And I had to check myself and I was like, it's not them, it's me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I have a sense of entitlement, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that my family feel entitled. Like, I'm the one saying, like, y'all need to go work harder. You need to go do this. or That's, that's me. <laughs> right? that's me. Work harder. <laughs> but the reality is, like, bro, where we're, we're at because, you know, I don't know, just God. And then we're just wired differently to be a part of the 1%. Not everybody think like us. Not everybody's mm-hmm. wired like us. And so we got to be okay with little June June or cousin Tim that just want to chill. It's cool, but understand that we just have boundaries. When you come to my crib, there's going to be certain boundaries. There or I, you go. You know what I'm saying? There you go. But I, the way it showed up for me was a sense of entitlement, and it wasn't my family; it was me. Like why? Why does my like? I made it. Now all of a sudden, my brothers, my sisters, my mom, my dad, all my homeboys, everybody got to eat uh fillet me on rear. Everybody got a, Everybody gonna eat Pinot Noir, the Silver Oak Pinot Noir. Everybody gonna get on the PJ. I want. Right. I want everybody to have all those experiences. You hear that swerve? No more PJs for you. <laughs> <laughs> no more PJs what? for you. <laughs> Crop duster. That's Quan no, straight because Quan Quan sitting here like that's how it's supposed to be. Right. Like we gonna we listen. Use me, but don't use me. Right there, you go. 
Right. Right. Like, look, there I'm you blessed. go. God blessed me, not just to bless me. He blessed right. me because it's enough for everybody. Right. So use me, but don't use me. Come on, I'm right. putting together a production company. Bro, you the production manager. Bro, Put you manage the team. Take yep. stress off of me. Pick up one of these cameras. Let me say you know this. What I'm saying? Let me say that. Y'all know who he talking, who we talking, who he talking to. We ain't saying nothing. But he talking. You preaching right now. On me. He know what I'm talking about. That's why about. we always talk about survivor's remorse, man. Right. Especially with my family. I'm kind of the same way. And I kind of had to realize that. Like, I used to be like, bro, y'all need to work harder. Y'all need to do this, bro. Like, if y'all want to get to where I'm at, y'all, y'all need to blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and I just sat down and I thought to myself, I said, I'm like, why am I? more focused on their careers and they're mm-hmm. not even focused on it. Right. You feel me? Because when they right. come here, they know they living. They yeah. drinking, they yeah. eating, filet me on, you know, right. all the honeys around. Right. You feel me? Driving they, the ATVs. Right. Driving the ATVs, whatever they want to do. But I'm like, I can't be like that, bro. Like, right. they just want to live their life. They like, they comfortable with their life, obviously. Right. So right. why am I saying something? You the goal me? should be this. Look, draw a circle. Everybody out there in this position, draw a circle, then put... You know, your circle inside that circle. Your circle could be your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister. You got your wife, your kids, your girlfriend, this, that, homeboy, this person. Whoever it is that you, that, that, once you put them in a circle, if they call you, you're saying, yo, I'm going to do whatever it takes for them because they're doing it for me. Right. right? But you be very careful who you put in this circle. Mm. Right. And then once you put them in that circle, then you have boundaries, right? Boundaries protect. Walls hurt. So what you do is you say, okay, here are the boundaries. So... This homeboy, you 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 say you, you know what I'm saying you want to start this e-com business. Well, bring me an e-com business plan. Let me see your five year roadmap. Let me see your strategy. Did you go to school? If you I do like that, much, if you man. do that, bro, you, you you making crazy bread right now. For me, I was making eleven. That's crazy bread. Right, eleven mil. I can't allocate a million dollars to invest in my people a year or five hundred thousand. Right. Right. A lot of us is blowing that in, in, in other places. Right. That's what I tell but all of my homeboys. If you come to me with a strategy and a business plan, and I know you did your work, and I know you know your stuff, right. and sometimes it might take four years, it's okay. That's right. fine. The money ain't going to be here. It's going to be right. here. Take the four years, go back right. to school, and then about when I'm on year five, year six, oh, and I get that big deal, and then you say, yo, I did the work, here's the business plan, mm-hmm. I need you to, uh, I would love for you to be my, my lead investor. I'm I'm looking for a hundred thousand for twenty percent of my company. Boom, there it is. People like us, we might say, keep your keep your equity. Right, oh, here you go. I want to see you. I want to see you boss up, bro. There right. you go. Right. But don't keep your equity though. I need that too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I'm supposed to. The reason why I said that. The reason why I said that because there's some people in our circle are like it's like yo, we this is just love. Right. But that's how they should approach us. Don't approach right. us. From a business standpoint, as a professional, the same way you approach any other investor, approach your homie. Right. The same way. Right. Let's do right. business together. Exactly. Right. You know what I'm saying? One well, thing I, we I, always say is make yourself indispensable. Mm, right? Mm. We talk about that all the time. Like like you were saying, if you got a homeboy, you know, nothing against videographers and anything, uh, photographers, but I'm not saying it ain't hard to work a camera, but... <laughs> You can figure it out. You can make yourself indispensable to the. I'm not. I'm not saying it's hard. Not working. Let me get rid of y'all. Time to get rid of y'all. But no, I use it as an example. Jump on the pod. Videographers come jump on the pod. No, and I say that because it's one of the examples we always talk about, right? Of course, you you need to learn what you're doing. You need to make yourself indispensable in that capacity, right? That's right. 
So why not just pick up a camera? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or 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 go to go to school for marketing. But right? you go to YouTube, Google, man, everything I've done. I ain't go to business school. I ain't get my master's degree. I ain't get my But you made yourself MBA. indispensable, That's not right. only in your own circle, but in other circles. Yo, man, I, I really need tickets to this Formula One race this weekend. It's gonna be crazy. And you know that I do everything last minute. You know everything that I do is last minute. I book plane tickets last minute. I book hotels last minute. And now I'm looking for Formula Race tickets last minute. So I've been looking at it everywhere, man. I'm just about to call it quits, man. Have you checked out the Game Time app, man? No, I haven't. It's the leading ticket purchasing app there is. It's the Game Time app? Game Time app. And this is for sporting events, music events, come whatever event I can think of. Anything you can think of, it can be found on here. Music, theater, uh, 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 comedy, whatever you want to see, they have it. If you find a ticket anywhere else that beats out this, they'll give you a refund. Game Time specializes in last-minute ticket purchases. I'm, I'm about to download on my phone right now. I hope you do. Everybody, download Game Time app. You can go to GameTime.co, last-minute tickets. They got so many great deals. And make sure you log in now because Cheetah is running the special. Make sure you redeem that code Cheetah for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So that's one thing we talk about with Survivors Remorse on. How do you make yourself indispensable in that circle where you got to, you know, show loyalty, show love, right? And operate honestly, right? And a lot of people from what I've seen, even in my own circle and yours as well, it's hard to, you know, know who to pinpoint and see what they're moving in if if there's an ulterior motive, right? Yep. Like, let me show a little bit of loyalty for this time. All right, bet. I got this. And then run and do some snake stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's and then it when is. it's beneficial again, you jump back and try to, I ain't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like throwing a rock and hiding your hand like, oh, nah, that that wasn't me. Right, right, so right. how do you how do you, how do you navigate in that? Or have you ever had to deal with a situation where, you know, it's almost like, oh, you biting the hand that feeds you like Come oh, on, man. One hundred percent. I mean, I I think we we're always going to deal with that. I think that uh, so for me personally, I had uh people living with me uh like close, like growing up with, you know, take my checkbook, right? Boom, Bang. check my account. I don't you know, know about all that. Six k gone, twelve k gone. Breaking gone. news. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, <laughs> I get an article. Breaking news for real. <laughs> Good thing it wasn't nothing too crazy, but right. it, it it changed our relationship forever. Like some of those right. relationships don't even exist. Right. You know, like like did that. So, um, and then now in business, it's the same thing, right? Like whether business or athlete, when you walk in a room, you know all eyes on you, and somebody wants something. Like for me, every single day when I walk into uh, a group of folks. On the House of Athletes side, I am athlete side. Like the only thing I think about is, what do they want? Right. You understand? Because I got my circle from a family standpoint, and I got my circle mm-hmm. from a business standpoint. Right. Mm. Right. And and what we got to do? It, and let me back it up a little bit because I want to be clear here. I want someone. I want. I want to make sure I give uh, the people watching something they can take home and some jewels. Yeah, give us a nugget, please. <laughs> and I got this from TD. Can I get some barbecue sauce with mm-hmm. that nugget? This is what we got to do. Anytime someone come in your life, mm-hmm. outside of that circle, that's the personal side. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out what three buckets they they sit in. Are they a constituent 
a confidant or a comrade. Mm. All right. A comrade is there for the fight. Mm -hmm. Once the fight is over, they're leaving. Mm -hmm. And you got to be okay with that. They're right. just here for the fight. Right. Me and business. There's some people who only want to be a part of startups. Right. They can't work in corporate America. They like the hustle and bustle. Right. They like to move fast. As mm -hmm. soon as you got a startup and you're ready to put you know, SOPs in place and you got structures in place and reporting systems, mm -hmm. they gone. Constituents are there for the opportunity. Mm. Yo, Jay, won't you come over and help me? I need some legal help. Right. I'm going to give you X amount a year. Here's your benefits. Boom, boom, boom. Right. If someone else come and offer you something bigger and better, you gone. Right. Right. right? That's a constituent. Right. There for the opportunity. Right. And then you have uh, uh, the confidants. The confidants are there for you. Mm -hmm. No matter what. Man, I, I posted something, a story yesterday. Um, I had someone on my team that's been with me for five years. And because right now, like, you know, I invested all of my money into uh, my company, right? And, and I'm out on a Series A, probably bringing like 20 million to outside capital to scale the, the business. But like, it's tough times, right? Right. It's the global economy, period. Everybody's sitting on the wallets, whether it's brands investing or if it's just venture guys, you know, cutting checks. Mm -hmm. Had someone text me, hey, say, hey. Said, I've been praying for you. Mm. Said, thank you. It means so much to me. I believe in your vision. I believe in you. Mm -hmm. That's everything. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, what? A confidant. That's a confidant. Right. I also had someone, you know, like, yo, we're going to have to make some changes, right? The next, we got to be scrappy over the next six to nine months. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make these changes. And they, just on a FaceTime, they like, Yo, I'm here for you till the wheels fall off. Mm -hmm. And actually, that's my chief of staff. That was Bonnie. I'll tell you that. Hey, so Bonnie, Bonnie cool. my Bonnie, my chief of staff. So she said to me, I'm yeah. here for you till the wheels fall off. Right. And the other person, I'll give her, I'll give her love. That's Doris, Doris Jones. Ain't nothing getting by Doris. Not right? a lot of people are like that though. Not, not right. a lot of people are just here for you. A lot of people are out for themselves. Right. You know, it's all about what can I get out of this? Right. You feel me? So yep. it's crazy, man. We don't talk about business. We don't talk about mental health. We don't talk about survivors, about remorse. Now it's time for the fun part, man. <laughs> this is my favorite part. You know, I love talking business. But football, baby. This is what I'm. This is why we brought B. Marshall. He want to talk right. about he got the best hands, better than right. me. Let's yeah. liven the show up just a little bit, man. Let me hype right. up a little bit. Let me sit up for this part. Is my feet Do we touching got a the football? floor? No, I don't got no footballs here, man. We can. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, we can do something before I leave. I got outside a, I got a jug machine outside. Now, like, <laughs> but anyways, B. Marsh, man. Like, my first question to you is: Do you think you're a Hall of Famer? Mm. Mm. And Peter King, guys. Oh, well, Peter King. <laughs> so cool story. Yes, I do. But I don't care. Oh. Right? You like, don't care about the gold jacket? No, I mean, I'm not. I didn't play for that. And I'm on to something bigger and better. Like, I'm going to uh, 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 be more successful in business than I, than I was in football. About five years from now, there's going to be people that I don't even, didn't even realize that I played football. It's already happening now. I travel. People are like, yo, I love your show on YouTube. 
I'm a podcaster. I'm a YouTuber. Yeah, it's either that or they're going to thank you, Greg And, and so, like, even how He's you like, introduced me, like, you said Greg podcast. Odin. Like, this ain't no podcast. Yes, that's what it started as, but right. I'm building a platform, mm-hmm. right? And so, I don't really waste my time on that. You know, I'm on to something new. Um, and then back there, Peter King was playing for the Jets, another all-pro year, 1,500 yards, 12, four, 12 or 14 touchdowns, 100 and something catches. And... um he called me. I was in my Sprinter van leaving the stadium MetLife, and I was driving back into try Brooklyn. I was living in Brooklyn at the time, driving into Brooklyn. Get a call from Peter King, and he's just asking me all these questions. I'm like, okay, I'm answering. I'm like, but why are you asking me this? Mm-hmm. He said, because I want to write a piece on you about the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's interesting that you brought up Peter King, because he was the first reporter to call me and, and start Peeling back layers on Hall of Fame, he was looking at my numbers, and that's what it takes, right? Like, you have reporters in the room, standing on the table, fighting for you and selling you. Yeah, you got to have that off the field career, obviously, to be in the Hall of Fame. It's not what it's not only about what you do inside the lines, but what you do outside the lines as well, because yeah. they just let. I feel like they just let anybody in the Hall of Fame these days. Right? You think so, bro? Come on, let's be real. Are you a Hall of Famer? I don't. I, Super Bowl champ, you take that away, huh? That's what I am. Are you a Hall of Famer? But I just feel like let's think about it though. Like guys like Lawrence Taylor, guys like Deion Sanders, those are Hall of Famers. Like those are guys who really like revolution, revolution. I don't need what's the word? Revolutionized. Yeah, that that word, the game. That's what they like. They changed the game. I feel like Hall of Fame players are guys who changed the game. You feel me? They be putting anybody in there. Like I seen. Devin Hester not even going to the Hall of Fame. Like, what? He should have been first ballot. He should have been the first pick. Like, what? He changed the game. <laughs> yeah, like, right. this is a guy right. who teams are scared to punt the ball to, but you're right. not putting him in. Peter King, no, I think he voted for him. Yeah, I don't know why I'm saying Peter King a lot. Maybe because I like he like the only voter I know. But, yeah, Devin Hester's supposed to be in the Hall of Fame. Easy. So, let me ask you a question. Is Reggie Wayne a Hall of Famer? See, to me, that's a toss-up, bro. It's a toss-up. Because here's why. Play with Marvin Harrison. Mm-hmm. Play with Tom Brady. And they won a Super Bowl. And or Peyton Manning. What did what, what I say? Tom Brady. Oh, fuck. Tom Brady, stop talking about me. That's the old school. <laughs> that's what mom used to say. But play with Peyton Manning. And I just don't think. I just. Clark. I, I just. Edge. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I, I, th- I, I think But I, I, see what, I, I see your argument. I see your point. What about Andre Johnson? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like OG. Yes, Ocho. Ocho, how many? How many uh, years he played? Yeah, how many? Eleven. See, I, I Ocho, I really see To. I can say yes, but Ocho, I really don't know much about. Okay, um, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Yeah, best tight end of yeah. all time. Of all time. Of all time. Over Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, Man. Gronkowski. Better. Better. I don't care how many Super Bowls Grunk got. I don't care how big and physical Grunk is. If you if people actually watch Travis Kelsey play football, like he's a built, he's a receiver built inside of a tight end body. Guy's six six, and I I usually don't talk about people like this, but dude is nice, bro. He's crafty as shit. Can get open. Can run any route. And a lot of people don't give him credit for blocking. Like he's he's like he's selfless. Like he'll get out there and block. Von Miller, if he got to block fucking Khalil Mack, if he got to, it may be backside, right. but he's doing it. So when you were when you were there, um, who was the one? 
I mean, obviously the cheater the one, baby. But how'd y'all do that, bro? Because like, Come I mean, on, baby, like, no, but it was interesting. How... I'm gonna tell you like this: when the girls walk in the club, they they look at me and say, "He the one." Like, come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Bro, on a model. <laughs> so you want a model? I'm AB Junior. <laughs> you want a model? I can't wait to run off the field. <laughs> Mate, if I don't get my one catch for my incentive, I'm running off the field. <laughs> I'm saying it now. <laughs> saying it now. What you say? <laughs> you, uh, well, I can go on. Hey guys, so some very exciting news. Summertime is coming. Obviously, are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for wild with their game-changing full body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair. And if you grew some winter man tits, the least you can do is make sure that they're at least hairless, right? It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code Cheetah. I mean, I didn't start using Manscaped till I got to Miami. When I was in KC, I was hairy as Travis Kelsey, Austin Powers. That. So guys, look, it's Manscaped 4.0 kit. It comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0, which is waterproof. Mm -hmm. So if you ever drop it in the shower... Still got a chance to save that product, cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulas to round out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or the trim of the chest in your pants. Y'all know what I mean when I say that. This is the best trimmer on the market. Get 20% off free shipping with the code CHEETAH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with the code CHEETAH at manscaped.com. So trim your chesticles with the besticles. And that's an interesting discussion on this Hall of Fame thing. Um, I want you to hold that for your yeah. podcast, though. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'll say that. I know you got some good questions, bro. I'm gonna give you some jewels. I'm gonna make people rehate me again just so I can get it media. You want to be the bad guy? No, What's I want to be. He, he wants to be the villain. I'm, I'm, I'm an instigator. You I think you're, you're torn. I'm, I'm, you're a, torn. I'm, I'm an instigator. You're I'm, like, I'm like in the middle. You're like the biggest troll on Twitter. Yeah, he's right. torn though because he's a super nice guy, but then he also he's a troll. That, no, no, no. <laughs> that's that's just a part of it. That's yeah, right, part right, of it, bro. Right, that's right, the package, right? But I am athlete. Mm -hmm. The origins to where it is now. We got to talk about the split. Yep. We got to oh, yeah. address elephant. Oh, in the trying room. to get messy. I would just I was just no, gonna end no, the show. No, I was no, gonna no, end no, the show, no. but we ain't gonna be end. messy. Yeah. Uh, but Let's you know, I, I will say this: we ain't gonna be messy. But Fred is on his way over here, just mm -hmm. so you know. So watch what you say. So, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, Fred right. like Fred like three houses done. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. he go, he's, yeah. he gonna pull up. But now, nah, so what was what was the split? Like was it just business or just because everything comes to an end, right? And y'all would break the internet if y'all actually got Fred to actually sit here and then we talk about it. Oh, so tell us what happened. No, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, but y'all would, would break the internet. He, he if, on the way. Oh, uh, but well, you can tell I, us I, your listen, side. I, yeah. So your question is, so I've talked about it a few times. You know, for the first eight nine months, I tried mm -hmm. to take the high road. I did take that high road. Um, take the low one today. I want to hear what happened. <laughs> yeah, we need you. We want the dirt. See, we need. <laughs> you supposed to be an attorney. You supposed to be telling me the opposite. No, this, no, it, it ain't legal though. Look, this is this is what I would say. Um, this is how I would do this. See, we want the Pittsburgh answer. We don't want the I am yeah, athlete. Yeah, he finna water this We want pit, we want no, Pittsburgh. Be Marsh. Pittsburgh. Be Marsh. If, if you talking to somebody, they thinking about it. They contemplating what to say. You're trying to say the right thing. So you going back to what Ricky said. You say right, the stuff I'm that I'm you really want to say. Is, we go back to no. mental. Let's go back to mental health. And it's not even mental health. It's just about you know, just how to 
be a decent human being. Mm-hmm. You got to take accountability. Which you got to look yourself in the mirror. We talked about self-assessment. self-assessment. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is what I would do in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Had a vision. Mm-hmm. Literally a couple of houses down before y'all moved in, before you moved in the neighborhood. I'm sitting out there on my porch. Channing Crowder sitting there. And he was one of my all-time favorite teammates. One of them. And I'm like, damn, let's start a podcast. Why? Because during the time you had the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, like streaming live from their cribs with AirPods in. Right. You know, grainy, look bad. <laughs> I was like, yo, we could potentially sell a show. Right. So I'm like, boom, Chan, like, would you do this? Yeah. It's like, you think Fred T would do? I'm a, tomorrow I'm gonna pull up on Fred T. He said, yeah, go haul at him. Jump in my golf cart, drive over. Fred T, boom. Yeah, I, I rock with you. Same thing with Reggie Wayne. In that moment, right, I'm leaning on friendships. What should have happened in that moment in retrospect on me, mm-hmm. yo, here's a offer. Here's mm-hmm. a contract. Let's mm-hmm. button this up from the beginning. Right. Right? A season go by. Mm-hmm. We didn't sell a show. Mm-hmm. Had my guys showing up twice a month. Two hours a pop, mm-hmm. just creating content. Right. Sometimes they, sometimes they come, sometimes they won't. Like you'll see if you go back and watch that. You know, so, you know, sometimes other people was plugging in, but they were showing up for the most part. When you say they, who you talking about? They go to lawyer. When Channing, you say they. Fred, Reggie. Okay. Okay. Right. There's a couple shows where you know the schedules didn't align. Right. Right. But everybody was doing their part. Everybody was bought in. Right. I'm working it Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm investing the money. Right, all, like right. you invest in all the money, all the money. Okay, right. all the money, right? Because the, 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 the just off a, a handshake was when we sell a show, we split it evenly, mm-hmm. right? I started learning, right? Showtime looked at me. I love you, Brandon. You've been on our network for seven years, but the other guys, not I don't know, right? Channing was just doing local radio. For 10 years, covering the Dolphins. Got to put him on, bro. Local guys. And then you got Fred T, legend, right. in football. Like, he right. should be a Hall of Famer. Talk about yeah. the guy need to be a Hall yes. of Famer. Yes. Mm-hmm. He should be a Hall he of should. Famer. He should. Okay? He should. So then you go to Fred T, and it's like, but Fred T ain't really doing media. Right. I mean, I think he's calling some stuff locally in Jacksonville for the right. Jaguars. And Reggie was doing some for NFL Network. So they were like, yo, just change up the squad. Because back then, it was all about big names, big names, big names. Right. And I said, no, I gave them my word. Right. So I can't do that. Then I had other people come in. I want to buy the IP. We need to own the IP. We need to do this and that. I was like, no, I said no probably a thousand times to some deals that, you know, most majority would say yes to. So after that season, we didn't accomplish the goal. The goal was right. to sell the show. Mm-hmm. Right. So after that season, <coughs> I sat down with my agent at WME, know nothing about like the production world, right? How right. it was only House of Athlete, five year roadmap business plan. So I sit down with my guys there to represent like some of the biggest names in sports, production companies, and they sell shows all the time. Like, yo, I'm going to continue with this. How should I approach it? So they gave me all this stuff. Like, this is how you bring in production. It's how you rev share. It's how you do X, Y, and Z. Okay? So I go. We have a meeting. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, here's, a, here's, a, here's, here's the information I got from WME and my agency. Mm-hmm. I advise you guys to do the same you know, because I don't want anybody to look at this and say, like, I'm trying to take... I didn't even use the words taking advantage because it wasn't even near. Right. It was just like, y'all, I just want y'all to make sure that y'all comfortable with this. So do y'all work. I did my work. And this is what they're saying is industry standard. 
right. was just an offer sheet to continue for to for another season. I couldn't ask them for season two to do another season for free. Right. Right. So what ended up happening is like you had two opportunities. One, you can um, you can you can invest right, and we rav share. Or two, you can take a per episode fee. Right. Channing said, bro, this is my, my dog. He's like, yo, you like the risk stuff. I don't like that. Like, no, nah, I just give me my per episode fee. Reggie Wayne, up until like the day before we about to lose uh, shoot season two, he's like, ah, I might be going to Indy doing this and that. And at the last moment, I called Ocho. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ocho, would you do this? Right. And I was like, bro, I got X amount per episode. Like, fuck yeah. Right. Boom. And then Fred was the only one who was like, yo, like, I believe in I believe in equity. I believe in ownership. So long story short, right? That's how I, that's the origin story. That's how it was. Season two, we go and then we break through. Boom, right. major. And then so everybody, you know, we're starting to button up stuff. We're trying more deals, looking at NASCAR, looking at certain things. And then you know, Fred comes. He's like, "Yo, let's have a meeting. We schedule a meeting. Didn't come. Scheduled it again. Then we start going through it. And he and I could not align because he kept going back to well, you know, twenty five percent of the company and i'm looking at like i'm like bro like i invested 500k at this point mm. like the numbers change right you know and, and so we could never align there and again going back to how it's supposed to be right like how did you contribute to it and i always say this and i say this a, a couple of times take the emotion out of money yep mm. right because i'm sitting in my in the office and we're having some <clears throat> some tense conversations some tense moments and I'm looking at him like, bro, I didn't invest in everything. Right. Right. And so there was a couple times where I'm like, nah, that Pittsburgh B Marsh that you talking about came out. <laughs> that's the B Marsh you want to see. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, but but that's that's the learning lesson for me. Right. Right. Like even in those moments, you know, you always got to operate from a professional standpoint, right? Can't go in no meet and say, man, oh that man, I invested all the money, da 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 da. Like you know, but I'm getting frustrated because we're having these conversations for six, seven months. Right. Like, it Jesus. wasn't just, like, we were literally trying. We are trying to get on the same page. Right. And so, for me, that was another opportunity where I could have done things differently was in those most heated, tense moments, kept my poise. Right. Right? Um, so, I think it's all about the business. And then I think at the end of the day, you know, I had uh, a few people ask, you know, say, like, well, if you paying me this, how much are you getting? Right. And so it just got real messy at the end. And then at the end, they looked at, well, I could potentially go make more money doing my own thing. And so um, it is tense still, you know what I mean? But like, I I try to approach it more. Like, I try to get the information out there because we live in a world now where everybody wants to know. And it's important for us to be real and authentic. But what I'm trying not to do is fuel the negativity. What I'm trying not to do is talk bad about this person, that person, that person. I'm going to take accountability for my part in it. But one thing I know for sure is where I come from, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always good. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't play no games. Right. To the point where that's what gets me in trouble. Mm -hmm. I'm too real. Right. I'm too authentic. Right. I'm willing to go there. Right. Right. But that don't win in ball all the time. That don't win in business. Nope. Nah. Right. And <laughs> so don't. I say that because when it comes down to what we talk about and what we doing and what is a fair deal, what is a right there deal, I'm always right there. Right. So bad business be bad that bad. No, I invested $10 million to this point in my company. My vision is my vision. Mm-hmm. 
right? Now, do I sit down with my team and other people and try to like, yeah, give me input. But if I'm working this every day Mm -hmm. and you got another thing, you got another thing, you got 20 other things, this is my purpose. I put this in place in 2014. Right. I'm the one hiring everybody, firing everybody, the stuff that nobody else see. Right. Like this person tripping, this person asking for a pay raise, this person saying they want to go over here. We're in the middle of a pandemic too. Right. Right. So it's a lot going on. So like um, I always look at, and it's the last thing I would say, you know, because we can talk about it forever. In this situation, I look at it like, what do I need to take from that situation that's going to help me in the future? Mm. Right. 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 So I, I, I learned a lot. Right. I learned a lot. Right. For sure. Shout out to Pristine Auction for sponsoring today's show. And if you don't know about pristineauction.com, they are my favorite sports memorabilia place for authentic, high-quality sports memorabilia. If you are a sports fan like me, you know how important it is to have authentic gear from your favorite sports team and favorite players. That's where Pristine Auction comes in. They offer a wide variety of sports memorabilia from all of your favorite teams and athletes. All at unbeatable prices. Whether you're a fan of football, basketball, baseball, hockey, or any other sport, Pristine Auction has something for you. With over 1,000 items ending daily, you never know what kind of amazing finds you might come across. What I love about Pristine Auction is that everything they sell is guaranteed 100% authentic and backed by the industry's top authentication company. So you can shop confidently knowing that you're getting the real deal. So whether you're a serious collector or just a casual fan, I highly recommend checking out pristineauction.com. And as a special bonus for my listeners, you can use registration code CHEETAH to get $10 off your first purchase. Upgrade your collection now. Sounds like to me I got to give you some feedback. I'm just messing with you. No, go ahead. But it, it sounds like, like you said, it was just, hey, this some friendship stuff. We're going to throw this together. I'm investing. I'm investing. Like, logical me, and like you said, you got to take the emotion out of anything when you're dealing with business. Right. Whenever you put your emotion in the business – money you're gonna lose out remember we was just talking about something similar to that it's like where (laughs) yeah yeah if you don't take it out it's over with like they tell us as an as an attorney i think the saying goes like an attorney who has himself as an attorney has a fool for a client Mm. right because everything with that case is emotionally tied to you and you can't get outside yourself and look at it like all right i gotta get somebody else Mm -hmm. just because my emotions is tangled up in it but it sounds like to me in that situation and this is open for debate, discussion, however, is that if this is my baby and I'm building this consistently, repeatedly, every day I'm losing money on it, I'm investing, I'm making money on it, but I'm handling all the business operations and it's my creation, even without a contract, to me, it's just like, there is no four-way split. You see what I'm saying? Like, like to me, that's that's from where we grew up But at. why like, not, though? Tell me why not, why though? Not? You want me to break it down? Like, I, Can I use us as an example? Yeah. Why would I say, give me 50% of this, Tyreek? Why? When I know the back story. You know what I mean? So I, I get that because it's not emotional. You know what I mean? It's business. We we on business calls all the time. Right. I get it. It's business. It's not emotional. It's emotional because I love doing it. But when it comes to the business, ain't no way in hell, hey, bro, I need 50 of this. I'd be a damn fool. I wouldn't be who I truly am to him. You know what I mean? As a as a as a confidant, right? Yep. If I'm saying, give me fifty of that, I just get swerve as a co-host then. <laughs> <laughs> Until his ass asked for fifty. Until he but, asked but, for fifty. But it seems like it was emotion. It it was a, it was an emotional 
entanglement <laughs> yeah. that was going on on different other people ends yeah. of it as opposed to saying it's a bigger picture but you got to think about it though right. like yeah. those guys are bringing their name their likenesses they're dedicating their time true to be marsh though true 100%. like I'm, I'm looking at both sides of it be, right this right. is be marsh's baby he invested right. all of his money all of his time right this is what he's trying to build but those guys right. are looking at it as if so hey, let we me play, ask you a question we played ball too so let me ask you a question so I have a five-year roadmap. Uh-huh. Okay. Pre-money valuation sitting on $240 million valuation. For? With a significant upside of the business. Okay. Mm-hmm. With a significant upside. And it's both House of Athlete, I am Athlete. Significant upside, $911 million in five years if we hit all of our benchmarks, all of our goals. Okay. Right? So, base, let's say, say you're Channing Crowder. Mm-hmm. You go from just throwing out some numbers, maybe facts, maybe mm-hmm. not be factual. <laughs> right. Say you're you're making two hundred thousand dollars doing this radio show for the past ten years. Year one, you make four hundred at I am athlete. Year mm-hmm. two, I look at you and I ask you, yo, what is it what would it take for you to come rock with me full time? Give me two fifty, and give me benefits. Say no more. Let me go work. Mm-hmm. And I'm just throwing. I'm just. This is just. Yeah, this yeah. This is just, just a story, yeah. right? Just yeah. hypo, yeah. right? Okay. Come back four months later. Go four hundred k. Rev share, and a percentage of the company. They say in, in five years, we could potentially be a billion-dollar company. We just saw Barstool exit at what? $550 million, completely right. sale. Crazy. Right. Okay. Crazy. Right? So with that in mind, you're t- me and you, right? we brothers, we play for the Dolphins, same time. Right? And this is all hypothetical. Right. Shit. Okay? Yo. I'm gonna go do this deal with SiriusXM. They're gonna pay me X. You hit your goals. You, I hit my goals. Boom. Next year, you could probably take. You'd be making a million dollars. That's more money than I was making on FS1 doing a five day a week show. So we're gonna be working less and making more, and we mm. get a piece of the upside. Mm. Now, do you want fifty? Per, like, what, what do we do there? I don't know. Well, I know what I'm gonna do. What do I send my resume? <laughs> right. right, right, right. So, so, right. so I think like I'm just throwing out different scenarios because these are the type of conversations that you have, you know, for six, seven months trying to work it out, right? Like I'm looking at like, and all of us are looking at like, okay, what's best for me? What's best for the company? You know, how do we all bring this together? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's situations like that. Um, it's a hypothetical. Before we let you go. Y'all know what it's time for. It is time for 10 questions with the cheetah. Let's get it. You've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or sell it. What would you do with the elephant? Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to create a business around it. All my friends and family can come and they pay $20 to ride the elephant, pet the elephant. It's a business. If it's one thing in the world that you could have, what would it be? Um. Freedom. Well, I would say lotion because you kind of need it. <laughs> what has been the most bizarre life experience for you? Life itself. Uh, okay. Who has the biggest impact on your life and why? God, number one, then my children, 
Second. Come on, baby. Now we're talking about them babies. If you could be a su- superhero, what would be your superpower? Uh, more of a Batman guy. You know, I like, you know, using my brain, critical thinking, strategic. Uh, I'm Batman. So my power would be like. Brand. Batman ain't no superhero, bro. He's just a rich kid, bro. Yeah, he's just a dude with gay. That's your answer, though. <laughs> but I'm with you, though. But he I'm always wins, though. Win, though. They, he, he there win. you go. He wins. Want to be true. Iron Man? Would no, you, no, no, no. He did right now. <laughs> we good. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Mm-hmm. One horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Hold on. Give me the big... I, I guess too many people. I'm not quick like you. I got 100, 100 ducks. No. Give me one big one. <laughs> Yo. Chicago Bears, Denver Bronco fans, Miami Dolphin fans, Brandon Marshall. Thank you for coming through. Appreciate man. it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs>